Hey, everybody. It's Chris Valona, Director of Project Sebastian. Thank you for listening. Uh, I just wanted to just say hello and, and just welcome everybody to the show. I want to thank our sponsors at uh, Blue Media and Raffle Ready, uh, where these two awesome companies have put together the NFL ticket giveaway. That's right. Project Sebastian is holding a raffle for two lucky people to go to next year's Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, Georgia. And we are having this raffle ongoing now, and it will conclude on January 19th where we'll announce a winner. So it's really simple for you to enter a chance to go to next year's Super Bowl. Go to projectsebastian.org and click on the, that football dude or on the moving football, and it'll take you right to the raffle. First buy-in is $50. The more tickets you buy, the bigger the discount, and it's going to go to funding a research and hopefully a new decisive cure for Batten disease in all variants. Uh, right now, of course, we're dealing with uh, Sebastian in CLN8, and all of these funds are going to continue to his care and to fund the scientists in Ohio. So thank you for that. Please go visit the website, buy as many raffle tickets as you can. You're just doing a great service and helping out a great cause. So this week's episode uh, is with my friend Dina. And I want to tell you uh, in advance, I make no apologies ever, but this one, it's going to be really choppy. Unfortunately, the app that I was using um, just kept crashing and crashing and crashing. So if you notice that there's like really quick segment uh, and it kind of changes to the topic, um, I do apologize. It's just the way it is. Technology is what it is. And I'm grateful to have it. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't work as good. Anyway, uh, on with the show, I want to introduce my friend Dina. So that's coming up and we'll be right back. Dina? Yes. Hi, Dina. How are you today? Welcome to the podcast, uh, the Project Sebastian podcast. I got marbles in my mouth. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Yeah, it sounds like you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, I'm super excited about today's show, especially with you. And so I just am so grateful for your patience and understanding about the, the challenges of the last couple of weeks. So thank you. Of course, of course. Thank you for asking me to be a part of it. That's great. That's great. So um, uh, I sent you a list of questions and uh, we're going to get right into it and um, kind of just want to uh, have the listeners understand exactly who you are and, and why you're, you're part of the special needs community and just kind of go from there. Is that okay? Of course. Um, sure. Um, so I am a uh, uh, a parent, a, a single parent of a special needs daughter who's 18 and a half. Um, wow. her yeah. dad and her dad and I are a divorced and, um, I, um, you know, we both co-parent her. Um, he's a really great dad and, um, just, we just weren't able to do it together, uh, to raise her after seven years. Um, and, uh, we're better, uh, able to parent her separately. And, um, um, it, it's been going very well. Um, 
you know, uh, we, we both get her half the time uh, or we split that time up um, between us and it works out really good because, you know, we have her a couple of days and then it's time to <laughs> pass her over to, to the other person and it gives us a break um, for those sure. couple of days and it works out really well. And uh, so, um, you know, we, we met, um, see, no, she's 18 and a half, you know, a couple of years before she was born and, and, um, you know, uh, mutual friends. And, um, of course life didn't expect us to have, um, uh, I didn't expect the, uh, my daughter to be, um, special needs, but, um, I'm sure that's one of the questions down the road here. We're going to talk about, uh, that, um, you know, that that's not, it has not become, it's really become an asset more of uh, something um, that I wish didn't happen. It's not that at all. So we, we are very blessed to have her, to be honest. Right. No, I, uh, I, I do appreciate that. It's uh, that statement is amazing. Uh, it, it, to have a special needs child is an asset rather than a liability. That's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Can you tell us what your, your child's diagnosis is? Well, she is um, diagnosed with, I think they, they've changed the, um, the label. Uh, she was um, la- uh, diagnosed with mental retardation at that time and um, a, muscle, um, a muscle condition, which is a type of myopathy, which I'm not aware, I'm not sure if they even know what type that is, but um, it's now uh, her disability is intellectual something disability. So it's it's just um, I, don't, I don't even know if it's on the spectrum of, of autism, but she has a lot of characteristics of autism, sensory issues, etc. And, and did you know at what age she was uh, properly diagnosed, or is it just still on? No, no. At um, six months, um, we noticed that she wasn't sitting up correctly and so those milestones in that first um six to six months to a year things were not uh, developmenting as they should and um that's when things that's when the doctor started um looking more into her condition and we realized that she had a muscle condition further on and um they just said she had developmental issues and no one really understood no one really all right, Dina. So you, you were, you're, I'm sorry, you cut out there for a little bit. So you're saying that in the beginning of, of six months, you were going through some uh, traditional milestones that weren't being met. And you noticed that there were some irregularities with her um, posture and her motor skills and stuff like that, correct? Yes, correct. And, and then it just went on, but nobody really knew um, or could figure out exactly and pinpoint her disability. Um, so it was just a matter of just trying to figure it out and just do what we could for her at the time. But if I go back and look back at the, you know, I didn't know that there was anything wrong, but the first six months or we didn't. And if I look back at pictures or if I look back and remember that, yes, there, you could see it, I can see it now, but, um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah. So we just, um, just worked with what we had and just had to go, just go to all the doctors and do what we had to do to, to do what we, you know, had to do for um, her, her needs. Right. I, I can understand that. So you're saying that at the age of seven, um, 
of your daughter's uh, life on this planet, you, you and your husband divorced. Say that. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that again? So you're saying around uh, the age of seven of, of uh, your daughter's life that you and your husband divorced at that time? Yes, we did. We felt it was best to part and um, we do much better this way. <laughs> I see. So it was, was, uh, was it a challenge having um, a special needs child in the marriage or was there, uh, was that just? Yes, absolutely. I think in, you know, when she was born, when she was born and we, well, when we found out that that she had um, special needs at that point. Um, we we both were on board on trying to give her what she needed and therapies and all of that. Um, I was just, what can I do to 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 help her? And I just got into the action. And he, on the other hand, wasn't really um, understanding the whole thing. I think he had a harder time. Um, accepting it and thinking that maybe she was going to grow out of it. And um, she had a lot of other, you know, her, her, her challenges caused us a lot of, caused us a lot of stress. And, um, you know, there were other issues, I, I believe within the marriage that that just took the toll on it. And I felt it was best to separate. Yeah. I, I, I totally understand that uh, you're not the first person or the last <laughs> that will confess that um, as much as it is a blessing to have a child when we when we enter into the spectrum of special needs and special assistance, you know, more so than often, the parents do not agree on how to take care of the child, which will um, really just send a, a complete overload into the entire relationship. Absolutely. I mean, we, and you have different parents, you, you go into it, of course, neither one, not knowing how to deal with it, but you do it the best you can. And so it becomes a, um, it, it, it's like, well, my, this is how I, this is how I want to do it. And they say, this is how I want to do it. And if they don't jive, you, you get, you know, it becomes an issue. And, um, it, yeah, it's very difficult, and it was it was it was um, very difficult on the child as well. Sure. No, I I can only imagine. Um, as you know, that uh, I have a special needs son, uh, which is the uh, the premise of this entire podcast, the Project Sebastian podcast for ProjectSebastian.org, and and I uh, have similar challenges in my relationship, but mine are not the same or any different, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, on different respectful levels of the relationship and how, how we deal with our, our children. Um, I know a lot of families that have healthy children that have complete same <laughs> parenting issues exactly. on how to raise their children. So um, yeah. I, I can only edify that statement with you and, and your daughter, of course. Yes, yes, for sure. Um, okay, so um, you're saying, so it's the autistic spectrum um now in the world of autism because i really don't know um <laughs> is your child on any type of medication to help her through the day or the doctors say she's got to have this medication can you talk a little bit about that um well no she doesn't take any medication but through her the only medication that she had uh, she was on for um about four years was seizure medication so dina you were you were i'm sorry about that you were you were saying that that on you had seizure medication what was the what was the kind of medication again um it was a seizure medication for absent seizures so they were like uh they're basically one to two second 
seizures that were happening 20 to 30 times a day. Sure. So that was, that, yeah, and that was back in elementary school, but they said that she would grow out of it. Um, and she did. Um, and that was for like four years, four or five years um, that she was on that. And really, I'm lucky that she doesn't have uh, have to be on any consistent medication daily. So it's not. Yeah. So that's okay. that's really what about was, uh, What was the name of that medication? Uh, Lamectal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just yeah, through through my history of uh, anti-seizure medication, that was not a good one for my son. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's, uh, so, so currently she's not on any meds. No, she's pretty healthy. She's a healthy kid. I have to say, you know, (laughs) and is she, uh, is she at, uh, any type of schooling? Is she in a special needs program? Yes, she is at Valencia high. Um, and, and, uh, she is in, she's been in the special day program since day one. Um, through her schooling um, and she's in there. They have a, a great program over there um, for them. And then she's um, in addition, she does the, they have a special needs cheer team and a special needs hip hop. Oh, wow. So she does both of those and just loves them. Just loves it. Absolutely loves it. That's great. That's great. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so she is, mainstream with other children at the same time as her own special needs no she's in the special day class um over there they they um have um a moderate to severe and severe and and um uh, moderate to severe class over there that's she's always been in a special day class always and she does not uh integrate with um um the regular school uh, children, but she does uh, have, um, they have a program over there called uh, Circle of Friends, which the atypical kids um, come over and they take them over to lunch or they take them and do things with them. And so they build a bond with these atypical kids, which is fantastic. And it's, it's really good for both sides, you know, so she loves that. Um, but she knows she does not get, she does not mainstream into the regular uh, curriculum for the kids. I see. Well, at least she gets a little bit of help from, uh, I guess they would call the mainstream kids at a certain point in time, just to you know, enjoy the process of schooling. Yes. Of course. Of course. She has a one-on-one as well. Um, she had, she started with the one-on-one in junior high. Um, and so they, um, so that's really helpful. I know that she's safe and she can, cause she can't get around school or, walk to class or anything like that. Oh, so can you, can you tell the listeners um, what? Hi, Gina. So you were saying um, again about uh, the one-on-one. Uh, I just was looking for our listeners to understand what a one-on-one was again. Oh, of course. Um, it is a um, person who assists her in everything. So basically because she can't, um, she has no, she's at a five and a half year level, basically at 18 and a half. Um, she just is a little kid. And so she needs constant supervision and care um, in all aspects from redirecting to bathroom use to um, all that. Otherwise she'll just wander off and 
um, not do anything. So she needs someone there to assist her at all times. I see. I see. So, um, so she, so you're saying her, her, her mental standpoint is far below 18 years old. Oh yes. I, I, I didn't mention that prior. I forgot about that. Um, or th- th- thought I had mentioned that. Yeah. Um, That's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. So she's at a five and a half year level and has been there for quite some time. So she's, she's just a little kid, um, basically in an 18 year old body. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. Right. Right. So, um, um, yeah. So let me ask, what is, what is it like in the typical day of you and your daughter? Um, like just from beginning to end, what's it like? Um, well, uh, when she gets up in the morning, there is no, um, definitely there's no like calm, you know, let's try to wake up or anything. <laughs> she is on, like she is up and ready. Um, she needs her iPad. She needs her bouncing ball that she bounces on and her TV on. And she is raring to go from the time her fit hit, hit the floor. Um, and so, um, I'm, I'm awake then at that point. Um, so she, you know, for a school day, I'm going to say that that's what, ha- you know, she's does, she does that and we get her ready for school and it's, it is somewhat of a challenge. Um, I live in a little place, um, and, um, I have adapted myself to a pair of headphones that's connected to the TV because if you can only imagine, uh, an adult, with uh, yelling and being very verbal, not verbal, but very loud. And um, it gets very uh, overwhelming. And um, so I put these headphones on so I can hear her, but I can drown out some of the sound. And that's what I do when I I, um, come into the house with her. I put those on so that I can assist her um, as well as keep my... um, my uh, tolerance at a pace where I'm able to assist her because sometimes it's so loud and so overwhelming that I have to, you know, that it's, it, my patience is, is worn very thin, but you know, from the, so I, I put those on and I get her breakfast ready and she sits at this, she has a little, a table, kitchen table, and she sits there in the morning uh, while we get ready for school and while I pack her lunch and all of that, cause she can't do any of that. Um, and gets on her computer and, and does that and sings. There's a lot of singing here. Um, and, you know, I try to keep her as calm as possible and get her to school um, because there's been times, and I think that with any child, whether they're dis, you know, they have a disability or not. Um, so Dana, when you, when you said about the music, um, is that is that every day or is that just like the the way you guys get through your morning or is that something that your daughter likes? Can you can you tell me about that? Sure. Um it's all the time. <laughs> Basically from the top <laughs> is from the time she wakes up in the morning till the time she goes to sleep. It, the music is it's every it's on all the time. And, and does, some, does that have some, benefit? Is it is it really beneficial to her when when she has it on? Yes. I mean, it could be from YouTube. It could be from a book that's musical or a toy. Um, but it's definitely soothing for her if it, there's always some sort of 
music going on in her world all the time, except when she's at school. Um, they probably give her a little bit of that, but um, oh. yeah, she loves that. I mean, that's just something she, it calms her, it excites her. It's her world. I see. I see. Well, yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever helps her throughout the day, I guess would be really awesome. Exactly. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's great. So, so you guys are doing music, you're on your way to school and then you leave her at school. Now, do you know what happens during the day there or do you, do you just, you know, she's okay? Well, I, I, um, I, I know she's okay. I mean, there's, um, there's times where if she's having a rough morning, I will check, I will call the school and, uh, talk and, and, and talk to the teacher and, um, or I could email her um, just to see how she's doing. Um, sometimes the teacher will email me and say um, something or she'll call. Um, so there's, it's always an open line if I ever want to check. Um, so, but, but mainly I would say that I feel like she's pretty taken care of. I mean, she has her um, assistant with her all the time. Right. Um, and so I feel like she's in good hands with her. That's that's fantastic. It's um yes. It does it does probably bring a sense of relief to you oh. as the parent knowing that she's going to be okay for that portion of the day. Exactly, it does. And then I can get on with my day, you know. Um, so I think that's it's a learn. I think the parents. Uh, I'll speak for myself, but I think a lot of other parents as well. Um, we are nervous, you know, because we've left our child um, in somebody else's hand. And I think that over the years or over time, getting someone, a skia, as they call it, um, it, or a one-on-one, that you just start to learn to trust, you know? And I think that's a huge issue for me is trust. Sure. Um, I think it's it's for for anyone. It depends on... (laughs) I mean, I mean, it doesn't depend on whether your child is healthy or dying or sick or not. I think we just, as parents, we're like, you know, we're going to protect our, our children. Correct. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, what, what is it that you do for work? Um, I have a home-based business. I am an independent consultant with um, Arbonne International. It's a, oh. a Swiss formulated health and wellness company. Um, I've been doing that for 16 years. Um, oh, 16 years in the uh, multi-level marketing, I guess. That's correct. Wow. Um, so you're, you're one of the few people I've, I, I've ever talked to that actually has been in that. Well, you're one of two people that have been in that long. Yes. Yeah. And so it allows me to, um, I got, I started that, that business when Alexandra was um, very young um, within a few years and uh, a couple of years um, of having her and um, it's, it's allows me to be able to be a, to. Yes. The, uh, the spiritual connection is awesome. Go ahead. Um, so I really try to keep some sort of connection, you know, spiritually um, because, you know, the thing that's really important is that I, to, for people I'm, you know what I think with anybody going through any challenge is that I can't do this by myself Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, I need a support group. I need to be around people that are also going through the same experience. So I really have a good group of women that I work, you know, that I'm, I hang around with. 
and that I do a lot of things with. Um, you know, like I said, I do take that time for some sort of meditation. I, I really go off into another area of, of some um, seeking, which is I do a lot of, uh, I, I, I do Reiki, uh, which is energy healing. I do that every so often, sound healing meditations. I do that every few months. Um, I have really tried to find some peace within myself so that I can better um, take care of Alexandra. Because when, and again, I've talked about this before. I I want to feel good inside and be able to handle her because it's a challenge, um, as we know day to day, as we've already talked about this. And so um, I do that. I also try to. I don't know if. Um, I had already said this about really taking care of myself in regards to my nails, my feet, my hair, <laughs> because if I, if I get those done, I have time to sit. I have time to take some time out for myself and I can feel relaxed and I need that. I think every parent needs that. So whether I'm getting my toes done, whether I'm getting my nails done, my hair done, I'm meditating, whatever, there's that downtime that's so important. But in return, I feel good. And then better, it's like that oxygen mask, like we talked about. If I'm getting the oxygen and I'm taking care of myself, then I can better assist her. And, and you know, all those other little things like the, you know, the type of things that I do, I cannot say more enough. I've been seeking that stuff to be able to feel um, so peaceful so that I can, right. I can come, you know, be with her, you I know? See. Well, is that, I guess, I guess what you're, what, what you're saying is a little bit of spa me time is very much important for you. So you can re-energize and refocus. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, you know, the, the, I, I, yes, and it's, um, I think going back to that challenging part, it's any d given day I'm faced with a, a challenge. And I think that I, you know, some days I think, well, at this point, I, I, I got it. I'm going to be good. This is going to be great. Tonight we're going to have a great night. You know, we're just going to chill. We're going to hang out. And then I get thrown a curve. And sometimes I just have to go in my room or, hide behind a corner and cry or whatever and get myself together so that I can come back out and assist her because those assisting is the the physical part with with bathroom issues with bath issues and all of that and and behaviors and so I have to really try to stay together and be able to be in it right like you know be energized and come back and be able to, to do what i can you know this is all really good stuff i mean i i totally understand so we have a 18 year old uh, with autism in the spectrum and we have a working woman who is just doing her deal taking care of her family dina in like real quick before we're going to wrap this up, can you tell our viewers out there, for anyone that may need help or listening, what what can they do? What can they do to help their special needs child in your situation that maybe somebody may have an autistic child? What what is one thing that, that you can leave with our viewers or our listeners about how they can get help? 
Well, how they can get help. Well, first of all, I think that um, a lot of parents, some, you know, they, they feel that they are doomed <laughs> and that it's not, you know, that it's, it could be um, very, very difficult for them, you know, but what I have learned is that it becomes an asset as we talked about very early in this um, podcast. And so, you know, that's one thing is really looking at it is going to be something um, that's going to be a blessing to them. Um, But I think that really getting involved with other parents that are going through the same thing, um, our, our community has a lot of resources and, you know, calling up, um, uh, going through their doctor and getting plugged into, um, you know, like the regional center or whatever, um, for them in their community and getting plugged into the support groups, the support, um, of friends and other parents is so important because then you don't feel like you're alone. Sure. And I think that's one of the, I think that's really important for me. That's that, that was my experience. That's all. That's all very, very good. I, I totally agree. Find the help that you can plug into other parents, plug into support groups, uh, whatever you find in, in your community. Um, so it's really important. Regional center has been a huge help to my family. Um, yes. That's amazing. Dina, thank you so much for giving me your time. Uh, I know you're very busy and I just wanted to say thank you so much for joining us on the Sebastian podcast. Well, thank you so much for inviting me and it's been a wonderful experience. Thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. Coming up, we're going to just bounce out of here and give you something to talk about next time. So tune in when we talk to the next person on our list. I don't know who it's going to be. I'm waiting for people to call me back, but trust me, if it's anything like Dana's story, you're going to want to listen. Be right back, people. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Project Sebastian podcast. And I just wanted to say thank you to my latest guest, Dina, uh, who is um, very happy. Uh, It seems that she has uh, a lot going on with her uh, special needs child. And uh, she seems to be getting getting her shit together. I mean, it seems to me like it's just working out really great for her. And that's the the beauty about uh, talking to these special needs parents. They're not afraid to just tell you the truth, and it's hard. It's, it's a hard life. But uh, as we alluded to in the episode, it's hard when your children are healthy. So props to you, Dina, for making it work and uh, putting the child first. That's awesome. So um, once again, thank you for coming onto the show. And if you want to be a guest on this show, you can always drop me a line uh, at uh, projectsebastian.org. Uh, and just send me a message there or you can hit me up at info at projectsebastian.org and uh, we'll put you on the show. If you got a story to tell and you're a special needs family, uh, whatever you're dealing with, uh, we'll be happy to help you and put you in touch with the right people. So thank you again uh, for listening. If you guys ever needed any type of help in the autism uh, community, there are so many different avenues you can go. You can go to Autism Speaks. 
You can go to uh, um, autismsociety.org. These are a couple of great websites that I just Googled, uh, which they can give you a, a tremendous amount of information and actually put you in touch with a support staff that will help you with your child or a doctor if you ever needed another diagnosis. Um, so thanks again to our sponsors, uh, Blue Media and Raffle Ready. Don't forget about hitting up projectsebastian.org and getting your chance uh, to go and see your favorite NFL team, possibly. NFL has given us two tickets to give away for a raffle. That's right, Super Bowl 53 and Project Sebastian. So go to the raffle, buy as many tickets as you can, and support Project Sebastian in funding a cure for Batten disease. That's all I got, people. Until next time, I'm out. Peace. Peace.